Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recapic Podcast. So, uh, welcome to the Recapic Podcast. We're here to wreak havoc in your day or night or morning. I mean, we never listen. We never, yeah. we don't put any rules on no, time, you can, or time frame that you listen to us. You can listen whenever and wherever. Yep. You have a favorite place you listen to podcasts? Uh, always in the car. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, I'd almost say always. Uh, airplanes. airplanes, airplanes and cars. But it, it's, yeah, it's always, uh, I do listen a lot on airplanes. And I think that's probably a 50 50 split, really. Yep. I get them in the car a lot when I'm on the road, get pumped up. It kind of sucks because then I get. I get sideways because then I get thinking about other stuff and then I get more things like I need more things on my plate. I get mm-hmm. more. That's stuff. what I was thinking. That's what you need. But that's more. what podcasts do for you. This gets you pumped up. And if you're listening to the right ones, anyways, I come mm-hmm. out and I'm like, I, next thing you know, I want to be, I need to buy a bunch of real estate. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know, I don't. Right sure you now. do. I Why not? That. Well, I mean, it couldn't hurt, but. Listen, they're not making any more land. That's true. Finite. That's true. Supply and demand. So I get pumped up, but I listen to uh, airplanes are good because. I just am on an airplane a lot, and sometimes you can sit there and just gaze out the window and listen to a podcast. It's kind of mm-hmm. relaxing. I did something interesting this week. I flew from Boise, Idaho mm-hmm. to Spokane, Beautiful. Washington. Beautiful Spokane. Spokompton. And I uh, I literally, I've never done this, and I fly a lot, so it's kind of weird that this had never happened. But I looked out the window from the time we left, and I geographically followed exactly where we were the entire way to Spokane. Really? Like, I knew exactly where we were. Like, I knew what I was looking at. I'm yeah. like, okay, we flew. I'm like, okay, there's Emmett. Yeah. There's the lake. Okay, there's the river. We're coming across here, so this has got to be to our... And I'm, you know, you're seeing that one side of the plane, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so we should be seeing Hell's Canyon here pretty soon. They're like, oh, there's bada Hell's bing, bada Canyon. Boom. Oh, there's the river. Okay, I see the river. We go over, and next thing you know, I'm like, all right, we should be getting into some you start flat land. Over the river and through the yeah. woods. Spokompton we go. And then Stewardess was like, sir... Can you stop doing that, please? Yeah. People don't like it. But Sorry. I literally did. I It was so crazy. She, I, she tased you. <laughs> How'd you get tased? I was singing on an airplane. And apparently that was disruptive. So, yeah. I But I did that. And I listened to a podcast the whole way. I, was, uh, I listened to Bigger Pockets. That's a great podcast. If anyone is looking for a good real estate investing podcast. Do you, do you have to have amazing. money to invest in real estate? Not if you listen to that podcast. Honest to God. That, I mean, they tell you some tricks to where you're like, really? It's kind I of mean, a rich I'm dad just, poor dad thing. Like I honestly, yeah. if you've read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I read it. You've you've heard Same a lot thing. of their podcasts. Right. I mean, because everybody they have on, and I mean they have some amazing guests, and they do a good job. But well worth listening to for sure. Mm. But it's amazing how many of those people say, you know, how'd you get it? You know, where'd you? Like? Oh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, like everybody, every yeah. single buddy. So thanks. Um, no good podcast, dad. but well, what? Let me let me kind of flip this around on you a little bit. Imagine that you might be listening here to the Wreak Havoc podcast, maybe on an airplane or in a car. What should our listeners expect from said podcast? The Wreak Havoc podcast is, uh, I think, more of a honest look at sales because that's my background. I mean, we mm-hmm. got you talk about what you know. I know sales, mm-hmm. so I like to talk about that. I like to talk about uh, marketing, which mm-hmm. I've become better and better at as I get older and do more stuff. So we talk about that. Um, we talk about just business in general. I've been a part of uh, a lot of successful and a lot of failures. 
businesses. And so I've kind of learned from those and, uh, and just, we talk about life. You were entrepreneurial in like junior high. Right. I remember being jealous of your little truck. Yeah. Your little Ford courier. Yeah. It's my favorite truck. Go-getter. You had that and Jason Swan had the uh, giant station wagon. With an alarm system in it that you uh, set is, when you got out of the car. It had like a click, toggle click. switch on it. Uh, that's No, awesome. no remote. This is before Oh, this that. is like old school? This was, you open the jockey box and you flip the <gasps> switch like on a, it and then you had like 30 seconds to get out. And then when you got back in, you had like 30 seconds to like do something. I don't remember how it worked. Like a secret, I can't remember how you got back in. Secret, could you shoot like that. lasers out of it? It sounds like a secret agent season. It was, but it was loud when it went off. Like it was tucked to the horn and it was oh. like it would buzz and it was crazy. But yeah, it hop. Was, yeah. Up and so, down. Yeah. But it was kind of alert. Nuts, alert. But. Danger. Will Robinson. Yeah. I think uh, you go what you, you do out of necessity. I think you kind of look at things and go that you have, you know, we didn't have the money to buy the stuff we wanted. I, you know, I always think of when I think of like, when I tell my sob story of, you know, of us growing up as a poor child and like, we were okay, but we, you know, but I mean, we, we did, you know, struggle and, and we didn't have the money to have a lot of the cool stuff that the other kids had and, you know, shared a room with my brother and, and, you know, in the two bedroom house and did that kind of thing. But, um, that explains a lot of your mental problems. Right. Yeah. You li- you live with Ian for shout out uh, Ian. Yeah. What's up, brother? Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, you drive me crazy. And, uh, so it was just one of those things where you just realized if I wanted a Coca-Cola rugby shirt that everybody had collared, remember those Coca-Cola mm-hmm. rugbies, yeah. you know, if you want one of those, I was going to have to go buy it myself or, you know, you work for it. So, you know, and then too, having that car, I mean, my mom's deal was, you know, you don't, you know, she's not paying for the gas or the car mm-hmm. or anything. And she paid my insurance if I kept my grades good and, uh, but everything is else that, was on me. Is that how the world actually works? How it actually works. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm weird i love the struggle because the struggle makes you strong i think the struggle is what makes us who we are today i mean i we see that all the time i think that that's the you know and this is where the podcast gets into those kind of life things that i think yeah. which is you know you you it's have all, to struggle it's all part of the same thing yep. people you have to struggle and it's amazing how many things tie to you see what people are in life you see what they are in business and you tie a lot it's amazing how many business people i talk to that are real go-getters and we've had mm-hmm. you know previous guests on you to go back a couple episodes to having uh heather herring on and talk about her i mean she had a child at a young age she was told she wouldn't yeah. graduate from high school because of it she wouldn't she'd for sure never go to college she'd for sure never be a successful business person you know and she ends up with a master's degree and and owns a very successful building company and i mean it's amazing like how many people have that same story that they talk yeah. about you know i was told i couldn't do this so i did um i mean we we were sitting here before the podcast talking about athletics you talk about a lot of people that you know have told you know god you you can't you know very interesting is kind of another little side story we get this is, is this, this is what the is podcast what is is we get we, yeah, we call it havoc because it's it is complete total it's like havoc. it's I mean, like going down a road and then you take a right and then you take a ride again, and then you get distracted by listening to a podcast. You get but lost. you're drinking wine. Yeah, you got to recalculate, mm-hmm. and then you end up back where you started, out of sheer luck. But we, I had it back back to where my thought. I literally said, uh, th- I was. We were at breakfast this weekend. We played in a golf tournament together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure we won. I haven't heard from him yet, but I'm sure we won. I expect to check any day. Yeah, any day. It's in the mail. Um, but we went to breakfast before, and I was talking with a, another friend of ours that's a coach. And I said, you know, I was expl- telling him there was a kid at the high school he coaches. I said, did I see that correctly? Like, 
he signed to a school to go play football. Mm-hmm. He didn't really play. Like he was a backup and he never really saw the field. Did hmm. I know? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, explain that to you. Like, I'm just as a coach, I'm just baffled. I'm like, and he just said flat out, if you're an athlete and you have the drive and you want to succeed and you want to play at the next level yep. and you call enough people and you may write enough letters and send yep. enough emails, there's a team that will take you just out of pure hustle. Yeah. Oh, and this man. kid, I want the I hustle think, kid on my team every time. I'm pretty me, sure my sophomore give me one, kid one. that played up got more snaps than he did in the year. And he ended up signing in uh, to a college to go play, a very small college. But it was it was interesting to me that 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 positive message that he just said, yeah. He goes, I've seen it a million times as a high school coach. I've seen players that were not yeah. athletes, were not the best athlete that that convinced schools to give him a shot. And I think that is that. I mean, and I don't know this kid. I don't know his struggle. I don't know his his backstory. But I would bet you if you sat him down. He's had to fight for stuff. Yeah, he came from being a backup, you know, player that very rarely saw the field. I went yeah. to every game, and he very rarely was on the field. And when he did, it wasn't good. Man, it sounds um, a lot like my career. And he <laughs> he he is now going to go play at a collegiate level. So it just shows that you just keep doing that. You keep driving, and I think that that's uh, a good tie-in to our topic tonight. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, we're saying tonight because we record in the evenings and we have a yeah. glass of wine and we talk oh, about hey. that stuff. Oh, we got a studio audience that just showed just up. Fun, yeah, slumming. Um, we are to, this evening. Our topic is uh, ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Let that sink in just a little bit. Ignorance on fire better than. You wrote it down. <laughs> Knowledge on ice. I wrote it down for you. I know, I and was, I like. I was leaving. Di- I, got I got distracted by, by the, the wine. sound of wine being poured wine. into a glass. That was the hard uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I heard angels singing, and then I was like, "I got to work hard." Okay. Is that wine? <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. Like, if you, you know, if you, what you don't know sometimes, but you're passionate and you get fired up about it, you are going to be more successful and do more shit. Than the guy who knows everything, but just chills and doesn't do anything. He puts it on ice. He doesn't do anything. And it it just is obvious over and over again. And I think, like I said, it plays so well into these conversations. It's literally the way our life happens, right? Mm -hmm. How many times on this podcast have I said, just today I was, okay, wasn't today, but it was two days ago, sitting at breakfast, and we have this conversation about this kid, you know, that that was, yeah, no, that was the same breakfast. I'm not talking about Oh, I, I actually don't eat breakfast. <laughs> I was like, and that man, was technically like almost every day. It was technically brunch, because oh, that's different. I'm not a breakfast guy. I usually don't eat. I'm not, and unless I'm you doing, consider coffee. And I'm doing the fasting thing where I don't eat between. I don't eat uh, solids. I drink, but I don't eat solids between seven o'clock at night and eleven o'clock the next day every day. Is that working? Uh, look at me. Uh, so back to our uh, ignorance <laughs> on fire is better. <laughs> so anyway, we, uh, we, you know, the fact that he brought up this fact that this kid, you know, I mean, it, it was just, it, again, the delivery of it was part of the the real point to me. Well, duh. He just kind of looked at me and smirked and said, I've seen it a hundred times. These, If you want it bad enough and you have the drive and yeah. you call enough coaches and you write enough emails and you send enough tapes, 
and you get on huddle enough and you send enough, you know, you go on Instagram and yeah. you send videos to, and you DM coaches and you, you grind it out with these guys. Even a backup quarterback can go sign a deal at the collegiate level and play at the next level. And they'll at least give you a shot. Not yeah. saying that he'll get on the field, not saying that he'll even but stay he on the team, but he got to sit there on signing day on the news yeah. And smile for the camera and write his signing that's signature, win, and that's a huge thing for a kid, right? He'll remember that. And the you rest never of his know life. when he's going to make that next jump, right? And we hear the story over and over. So, it, and it was kind of funny because we had discussed, you know, last week we'd said <laughs> we were going to do this, you know, ignorance on fire and mm -hmm. knowledge on ice, um, you know, as a segment that we wanted to talk about because I just it was such a powerful deal. Um, you know, going back, you know, I actually heard someone tell me something, they, and then, uh, when I met him, we were just talking about stuff that we you know older guy telling me the life's things we're meeting each other we're talking about you know what we're you know what we believe in different things kind of you know religion kind of comes up work kind of comes up and it was really interesting um, we talked about you know technology comes up and he's like yeah i'm not you know technology to me is what really kills the mind i like to kind of just go do things he says i think honestly technology and knowledge is what holds us back anymore and he says think about this he goes think about the pioneers they didn't have knowledge the way we have it. They didn't have a news at six. They didn't have a newspaper half the time. They didn't have the information that we have at our fingertips right now that tells us because every newscast, the first six things on any newscast, and I challenge you to watch the news and prove me wrong, but the first five or six items that come across your television will be something frightening and have something you heard to something scare about you. A, I don't know. It's a, a drink virus or something mm -hmm. or no, I haven't heard anything about Margarita it. virus? I don't no, know. it's something. Tecate. Hmm. That's what it is. I've but, had tequila virus before. It'll, it'll that, go That away. screwed me up for years. Yeah. Uh, they literally will tell you everything you need to know to be scared, what you need to be scared about in mm -hmm. your life and for that day and for the year and for everything. Think about the pioneer. Just literally just close your eyes and envision. I'm closing. Do -do 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 oh, yeah. Close your eyes and envision Whew, those guys sitting there and just their mind. They didn't know what was out there, right? They're loading up the wagon. They load up their kids. And when they look to the West, all in their mind, all they see is land that they're going to get. They're going to go stake their claim, their their homestead, you know. They're going to mm -hmm. homestead out there. They've heard there's gold in them here heels. They're going to go out there and get gold. They're going to get rich. They're going to go make a life for themselves and their family. That's and it. the rest of their and their 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 legacy is going to be the fact that they took them away from this East Coast city and, and, and humdrumness of the Midwest or whatever it is. They're going to cross the Mississippi Ocean. And they're going to go out there, and it's all it is is just it's party time. They're going to be rich. They're going to have land. They're going to have all these things. That's all they thought about, right? Because they didn't have a fucking CNN coming on there saying, uh, no, don't go that way. There's a coronavirus out there. There's grizzly bears. Grizzly There's bears with Indians coronavirus. Will, they'll they'll scalp you, and they'll uh, and then you're gonna die. You know, like they didn't have that. So to me, that's that's what this whole episode's about. Is basically is is just reminding people, knowledge is a good thing in a lot of ways, right? But you got to realize that it also hinders us in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, we're sitting here, you know. 
tell you, you started to talk about when we were setting up for the show and we were talking about the, this, uh, subject, but you told, started to tell the story and you're like, hold on, hold on. That's good podcast I, material. But wine, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, you were talking about that at church. They said, uh, the guy talking about people picture themselves walking, oh, the walking forward oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. So it's hard because it's a visual thing, but you, I'm sure you thing. can figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll paint you a, a mental a story with my words. The idea of Western culture versus Eastern culture. And the idea that in the West, we do exactly like what you're talking about, where we walk into our future and it's in front of us and we're looking at all these things and everything is, oh, we're going to make it great and blah, 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 blah. The Eastern mindset is backwards to that, where they are walking backwards into the future because you can't see it. You don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. You might sign that letter to go play college football, walk out the door and get hit by a bus. That's mm -hmm. just the way life goes. The idea is that you're looking at what you've been through and that the moment you're in right now is the most important moment of your life because you're making it at, right. that, at that moment. Be present. Yeah, the whole idea is to be present, to learn from your history, to learn from your past, and to keep it in, I mean, in your rearview mirror, but it, you're actually looking at it. It's not in your rearview mirror. You've got a great, <laughs> great view of all the things you've got right and all the things you've got wrong, and you're learning from all of it as you back into the future. Well, that makes and, sense, too. Think about that. Was, you're talking about that culture, the Eastern culture, right? Yeah. Look at how many of them live with multiple generations of families in the same home. Yeah. Right? Because they value that that knowledge that they get from the past, right? They get right. the knowledge from the parents and the grandparents and, and, and the older the the person is and the further down the generational line they are, the more sacred they are, right. the more revered they are because of the fact that they have that knowledge where right. that's very much a walking backwards, looking back, but yeah. moving forward kind of deal. Like, I mean, it's not, complete ignorance not looking forward you gotta gotta watch the you well, step but, but like you but said it isn't about it's ignorance. a hard visual but imagine yeah. walking backwards and kind of glancing over your shoulder every once in a while to make sure you're not bumping into somebody but even if you do bump into somebody i mean there's there's an element of that where the reality is you can't control the future you just don't know right anybody that's been dinking around in the stock market in the last week and a half you don't know what's going to happen on that stuff you, it just sometimes it goes sideways. Sometimes the market, I mean, there's there's things that you can see by learning from the moment that you're in and looking backwards and going, ooh, we might want to be careful because the market might be up for a correction because it's been going up. Huh, that's interesting. When I look at all the things in the past, that does give me a little bit of a picture of what are the possibilities of the future. Right. But at the end of the day, you're still, you don't, you really don't know. You can prepare for it. But you're, again, you're preparing real time by looking at all the stuff that <laughs> that's in, that's behind you. But the technology thing, I think it, that's an interesting, it's an interesting concept um, because it, everybody wants certainty and technology is the facade of, of certainty. There's a lot of stuff that you think you really know. Oh, people. Oh, it's the worst. I, it's a but, pet peeve of mine. Uh, I, people tell me all the. I mean, oh so, my God, how many times somebody's <laughs> told me something? I go, really? You were there? And they're yeah. like, no. And I'm like, you weren't there, bro. You don't know. I love Mark uh, Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. I love what he talks about, about you're, you're never right. You're just yeah. less wrong. 
Right. But that, that idea of, <laughs> of certainty is so dangerous. Because you quit but learning. But why do people do it? So we're and this is gonna this is gonna date the podcast a little bit because we are gonna talk about the coronavirus because it's just topical right but now. But that right? again, it's part of the if you're walking backwards, that's part of our recent it's part of our reality right now. Right. It color, it's coloring everything. Dude, you we went to Costco this weekend and they're legit out of toilet paper, right? It, it's the weird like I just so I know so many people. I know so many people and I don't know one person that really believes this is a, a fucking problem. Like, they don't. I don't understand who these people are buying the toilet paper. Like, like we have these, like, I mean, I read a thing where they, they showed me a, a thing that, and it's, I have my phone, and my phone's over there recording, so I don't have it, but there there was a thing that said, since 1999, let me give you a list of all the things that were supposed to kill us the same way coronavirus is, right? Yeah. And it was literally a list where it was like a walk back through memory lane when you're like, oh yeah, Ebola, Zika, uh, ISIS, uh, the you know global warming that like I mean it was just like a list of all the you know Y two K dude a year ago there was going to be caravans of immigrants coming across the border that were going to take over the United States and people believed that that oh, yeah. made the news right I bought toilet paper right <laughs> that's the other thing that everyone's like. It doesn't say anywhere in the symptoms that you like get the shits. I don't understand why everyone's buying so, so like the logic. Honestly. So I was asking people about that. I'm like, what's the story with that? And they're like, well, you could be quarantined for two weeks. And I'm you like, you could be quarantined for any national emergency, I was but we like, never run out of toilet paper. Toilet paper do you use in two weeks? Do they? How are we sold out of toilet look at, paper? Look, like when there's a hurricane coming, they don't <laughs> sell out of hur- exactly toilet like, paper. Water, I get it. I get water. Okay, I get it. water. Makes sense, right? <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. Okay, water and ammunition. Okay, I get it. Water always makes sense. Okay, food makes sense to me. Toilet paper can't blows my fucking mind. You can't I, eat it. I don't understand. Well, you could. It's some of the funniest memes in the world, right? Are out right now talking about toilet paper and 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 people. Who are the people that go and wiped out my Costco of toilet paper if every human I know doesn't believe it? What if you're walking into your future backwards and you actually die of coronavirus? Hmm. Should we edit this or should we leave it as is? <laughs> no, I think it makes it more valuable. <laughs> if it. anyone does, it should be me because wanna, I've been making more fun of it than you have. anything. You're the, you're the biggest mocker of, the, I of am, all my friends. I'm a very anti-coronavirus So I'll play this person. podcast at your funeral. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And I'll, or, I'll say some really good things about you. Or the other one that would be just as likely if I get torn to shreds tonight in the parking lot walking out of here by a Sasquatch. That could happen. Either one of those things happens, mm-hmm. or I get gored by a unicorn. If any of those three things happen, I want you to play this podcast, because all three of them, to me, are the most likely chance of me hap- actually having That'd be you know, awesome death to by be those things. Be, yeah. Gored by a unicorn? <laughs> While I'm being attacked. So was the unicorn trying to rescue you? Or Maybe. Do the unicorn and no, I think they Sasquatch. were together. He rode in on a unicorn. I he was the distractionary tactic, and then the unicorn comes in, spears me. Oh, yeah. But then, ha ha, on them. After I die, they do an autopsy and find out I was already dying of coronavirus. Yeah, he was all plugged up. Fuck from all you, the, Sasquatch all and the unicorn. Toilet paper he's been eating. <laughs> this is this is when we get off the rails. Right. This is we, why we call it havoc. We we commit. Right. We commit to it. We haven't. I've had half a glass of wine. I have had this, very little of. Oh my wine. god, we're like this so far in. I want to circle back around on. So you you're, you were talking about something kind of interesting, pioneers, mm-hmm. and if the pioneers could see the news stories about the West, would they have gone? I, I think there's a 
there is a breed of pioneers that are the pioneers that are like, so wait a second, here's the potential outcome and here's the, I'm in, let's mm-hmm. go. I think that there are the other people that were the ranchers, right? Mm-hmm. That were like, no, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to farmstead this and I'm staying and I'm good. Those guys, I don't think they're part of the question because they're wired to, to just stay and their status quo is, is that I'm just fine with status quo. They're the people that'll just suffer and just be like, yeah, whatever. But the people that you're talking about, the middle ground of that, I think the technology of wanting that certainty, you get that paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. There's going to be guys like you. You're on the far edge of entrepreneurial dude. You're like, we should do this. And then you put a plan into action and start doing it. Then there's a whole bunch of people right in the middle that are like, that's awesome. He's great. How does he do that? I'm going to go to my suck-ass job that I've been working at for <laughs> the last 10 years. I need a raise. I haven't had a raise in five years. Why don't you go get a new job? Ah, I don't know. Man. Um, I so hate it. Leave. No. When I was, I'm going to tell a little, little history story of Jody. So I'm a little bit of a churchy church guy. Mm-hmm. When I was 24, I was out of college, 24. I had finally gotten a position at the radio station that I wanted. Um, I was pretty stoked. Everything was great. I was on the air being a Mr. Cool DJ guy. My buddy goes and does some mission work for this organization called YWAM. And I'm like, huh, that sounds kind of neat. So anyway, my buddy comes back and he's just a different dude. And he's like, you got to go check this out, man. It's going to open up your eyes to the world. You're going to, it's going to blow you away. And I'm like, uh, all right. So I, I go. So I take my job and I put everything out on the table and just like clean the table. I sell my truck. I, all my debts paid off, pay off school. Everything's, everything is completely clean. And I leave and go literally to another country for, I was in, well, Hawaii is not another country, but I was in Hawaii for a couple of months. That was awesome. That was training for God. Uh, it was training. Sounds like a boodoggle. No, it was training. Then I went to the Philippines and I lived in the Philippines for about three months and did some outreach stuff and did all kinds of stuff. Dude, it's pronounced Philippines. I love that. Anyway, what an incredible experience to kind of open up my perspective of the world, Mm -hmm. but of, of putting things into action, getting out of comfort zones. And doing things that, again, it goes yeah. back to the he, same he thing. He booted you out of the boat, made you swim kind of deal. Yeah. And you get to see something you really liked. You and know. I was just like, man, it completely changed my perspective of just the world. And, and getting, what was it called? It was called YWAM? So YWAM. So Youth with a was Mission. George Michael in that? George Michael was not. not oh, so it's kind of uh, Peace Corps. Think think the Peace Corps, mm-hmm. but with an unapologetic church part. Oh, okay. So, and it was just really, really cool. And you'd get, I mean, you get people from all over the world that would come and do this. And you'd get people from all over different walks of all these different religious backgrounds. And it was really hmm. cool because everybody was on the same page in yeah. the sense of, hey, I don't care. Everything's open-handed, right? Right. I don't care about all these things. We're all going the right direction and everything's good. But it was such a remarkable experience to get the perspective of just a bigger picture. Right. And to not know, like that idea of walking backwards where you're like, you know what? I'm not sure how this is going to work out. I'm not sure if it's a great idea, but we're going to do it and putting things into action. I wish more people had the, 
trying to not sound like like a pompous asshole, but like too late. Uh, not like the courage. I, I'm trying to think of the right word because I don't want to make like anyone that does that like any kind of hero. But like, I wish more people just had the gumption. Maybe is the right word to just try something like that because I think they would be amazed at how many times when you just try something, it does work out. Um, I mean, trust me, I know some negative people that even when it does work out, they're like, well, we got lucky on that one. But like, I just am one of those people where there's nothing, there's very few things in this world that really freak me out. And I'm going to give you a couple examples of, of the way this is. And it, it can go just from a, a standpoint of losing a job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or, or a contract on something or something that loses you money, right? Like, right. I mean, we've all been in a situation where something happened. Either we got lost our job, we got fired, we got laid off, you know, maybe a job didn't pan out. You know, if you're self-employed, maybe something didn't work, right? Welcome to the real world. Something happened, right? And, and we all, we got through it, right? right? I have been lucky enough in my life that I've had very few of those stumbles where I came out and it was, I, you know, went backwards. I mean, then if I did, it was a, it was a stumble and it was a few more steps forward and I was ahead again. And so, and, and I don't think I'm lucky in that. I think it just, I just kind of always have an attitude of, and maybe the first few times I didn't, I just feel like at a very early you're, age. You're keying on something though. And I, you I don't very, even know you're keying on it. Probably not. You'll probably enlighten me here in a minute. I'll I get you. I'll I think you. that. I, I never really knew, you know, like I didn't know, right? It was that ignorance on fire. I didn't really know. I kind of started at a low base, I feel like, in, in my life. I mean, I was we were okay, but I always kind of came out ahead. I was doing better. You know, at a young age, I made more money than I thought I should be making, and I just kind of kept doing that. So whenever I lost a job or a contract or something fell through, I would just go like, oh, well, I'm just going to go work for myself now, and, it, and I made more money. Or like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to school to be a school teacher. I uh, graduate, find out what the school teachers make and go, uh, I'm not going to do, you know, I, I love it, but like I can make more money being in construction or doing this. I, I'm going to go do that because I can make more money and that's kind of my direction I'm headed. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, I kind of have always just, there's never a time where I've ever lived in fear of losing my job or something. Right. And I've always just felt like, you know what? It always kind of works out for me. And, and there's obviously a day that I will have something because I'll die at some point. Something will not work out as we well all, as I we thought all, it was. Turns right? out we're all uh, 100%. We're all going to die. By the way, 100% of the people that have coronavirus are going to die. Shoot. Including 100% of the people that don't have coronavirus are going to die. I'm going to have to math that out. We're kind of fucked. But what I'm saying is, is like, here's another example of it. I fly a lot. I travel a lot. I'm on a lot of airplanes and I fly in a lot of smaller airplanes into shitty airports. I have been on airplanes that make some very weird sounds, movements, drops in altitude, bumps and slides. I don't freak the fuck out on an airplane. And I've been on airplanes where people freak the fuck out. I never do because I've been through so many of those rides Mm -hmm. and I've always landed. Right. I don't worry. Like I know that plane can do a lot of weird, funky ass shit, and we're still gonna get on there. You know, we're still do gonna you... get on the tarmac. I don't worry about it because I have that knowledge, right? I have the knowledge of my past, where I'm looking back, walking backwards, as you say. Yeah, I've walked backwards enough and looked at where I've been. I'm like, I have never like, died, okay. not one time. <laughs> Let me just tell you and all the listeners, I have not one time died in a plane accident. I'm not happy. Once. I'm happy for, happy for you. So I have not once died in the planet. So therefore, I don't worry when I'm in that situation. And I think I wish more people were 
And I even make it as simple as this. Looking on an airplane, I see people that are, are tense on an airplane. Mm. I'm like, God, I wish they had my calmness of like, hey, it's going to be okay. They I could, fly on planes all the time, and, and maybe it's yeah. their first airplane ride, They could right? be gassy and not wanting that, to, I mean. And I'm appreciative of them holding it at that point. There were some people, I read a story in uh, Europe that uh, there was a flatulent person, and he got in a fight, and then got kicked off the airplane. I'd kick. I, I would think I would pick a fighter. Kick True story. I don't know. I I might have been that guy at, at some time. I guess I got to be more empathetic to that. Maybe I have <laughs> You're done such that. A jerk. I did. I did take a meatball sandwich on a plane one time. That's a jerky thing. It was, uh, and I did not live it down because I had a partner, a friend of mine. You know Brad Selvig that mm-hmm. owns the end zone. <laughs> yes, I do. So uh, Brad's listening. Hi, Brad. Hi, Brad. Uh, it's been a while, bud. Hey, Sal. Uh, anyways, we travel. We used to travel together. Uh, we did some lumber trading together, and um, we used to. Tra- Travel quite a bit, and uh, I we were rushing to make a connection. We were starving. We stopped at Subway. We grabbed sandwiches. Mm. We run onto the plane. He's sitting at the back of a very small two seat, two seat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, turbo prop plane. He's at the back. I'm at the front. I opened up my sandwich, and I didn't really put much thought to it. I was eating meatball sandwiches that time. Is my favorite sandwich at Subway. Mm-hmm. I ordered a meatball sandwich. I didn't put, didn't, not even another thought to it. I opened the sandwich up, and all of a sudden I hear from the back, Brad's like, somebody got a meatball sandwich? <laughs> Who the hell brings a meatball sandwich on a fucking plane? And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up, Brad. That sounds exactly. People start looking around. Like Brad. They're looking, and all of a sudden I'm sitting here with a foot-long meatball sandwich on my can't, lap. And he's like, he's like, Oh my God! He's like seriously. Who does anybody know where that meat? Somebody eating a meatball sandwich on here? <laughs> Why would you bring a meatball sandwich on a plane? We're all breathing the same air. It's gonna stink up the whole plane for the flight. I'm like looking back mm-hmm. down the aisle, and he's like, "Is it you? Do you have the? Is that you? what are you in row three? Do you have a meatball? <laughs> row three has a meatball sandwich. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. I never. <laughs> To this day, when I travel, never get him back. I do not. No, I never. I'm, no, ever. You're never gonna get Brad back. No. He's always gonna win. But I, to this day, that was 20 years ago. I still will never buy anything hot or aromatic to take on an airplane. You learned a valuable lesson. I've been hungry as shit sometimes, and I'm like, nope, not gonna be that guy. I just recently bought a hamburger and took it on an airplane, and I was nervous about that. I'm like, nah. I, I literally waited out before. I'm like thinking over and over, like, this isn't really strong, right? It's not like a meatball sandwich, too strong, or a taco. This is just a it hamburger, wasn't, right? Yeah. Like, I'd support that. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I, I took it, I rolled with it, but I did eat it really fast and then stuffed it away and gave it to the stewards. Like, here, get it, go take that bag, and yeah. get out of here. Well, that's kind of chances. So I just want, yeah. Well, I was destroying the evidence, but <laughs> at least yeah. you didn't burn it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that could have been worse. But yeah, I, you know, I guess I, I guess what I'm getting, I. I Back to, like, I just feel like I have, throughout my life, been able to do, like, everything I've done has, in my past, has always kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you know what? I'm not too worried about it. Like, I know it's okay. Like, things could go away. Like, the stock market can crash. The, the My job can go away. The contract it's can fall through. It's a correction. Sorry. It's it not going to go away. It's going to correct. But it, these things can happen, and you're going to be okay. Like, and, and it's so weird to me that so many people want to cling to the fact that this is doomsday. This is bad. Like what well, that but, is. So I'm going to, I'm going to challenge the, <laughs> the idea of what is, ah, what's your metric, man? What are you measuring? Right. You know what I mean? 
Like, if your metric is money, yeah, sure, the stock market lost a few trillion dollars in imaginary value. But, like, what's your metric? The the eastern part of the world, they measure things differently than the western part of the world. Right. It isn't a right or wrong. It's just a different measurement. But if you're measuring all of your happiness based on what's in your bank account, when the stock market tanks, you got some big, big problems. If you're measuring your your happiness by the amount of laughter that you're putting into a Saturday afternoon golfing with some buddies... It's a different. It's a different economy. Well, and I think yeah, there's different different. Or, or uh, just it doesn't have to cost any money. I mean, I went I went to the sportsman show. It was like six bucks or whatever it was to get in. It wasn't any money to get in. It was hardly anything. And I we walked around thinking I was me and a couple of buddies, and just laughing and having a. When was that? Gritting was last weekend. You missed Damn it. it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for the heads up, buddy. You're welcome. That's the first year I've missed it. Probably. Sick invite. You're welcome. But the idea of what what's your measurement, right? right? What are you? What are you? What's the metric that you're 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 measuring everything against? A couple of things I want to key on that you were talking about. Uh, the idea of attitude, and how do you teach attitude? Because you've always been a positive dude. You just, I mean, always, as long as I've known you, you're just a positive and shit. I had my moments. Shit would just, well, but things just. In general. When you look at the big picture, maybe. Go, yes. They just tend to go on a upward slant. It doesn't mean that there's dips and valleys right. and stuff like that. But the, your attitude dictates a ton of that. Now, I have a 13-year-old boy. All 13-year-old boys are dickheads. <laughs> And yeah. one of the things that he and I have been working on, he's working on being a 13-year-old, and I'm working on being a father of a 13-year-old. Turns out it's my first time being a father of a 13-year-old boy, so I'm learning as we go. One of the things that he's always, we get into these conversations, and it's the same thing every time. That's not my fault. And I'm like, so this has been my thing lately. Dude, this is not about being your fault. This is your responsibility. It comes into your sphere of influence. It doesn't matter what it is. It is now your responsibility, and let's figure it out. But what he gets in trouble for now isn't what he did being a turd to his sister or not doing something that I asked him to do. It's his attitude when I bring it up. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's <laughs> it's hard to teach and to knock off those rough edges of of kids' attitudes. And that, at the end of the day, your attitude is going to dictate a whole bunch of stuff in terms of your future. How you how you deal with fear, part of that is part of your attitude, right? You're talking about the, the ignorance versus the knowledge. If you've got all this knowledge, but you're afraid of all of the little things that might go wrong, the mites, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to keep you from the possibility of all these great things. I'm sure there, there had to have been pessimists back in the day, right? You know, I mean, they're pioneer pessimists too. Sure. And optimists. I mean, you, you've got the guy that's, that's always like, ah, we're going to go find gold in them hills. And there's other guys like, oh, bullshit, you're not going to find gold. Gonna it's going to be a, a lot of hard work, isn't We're going to walk all the way up there, and then you're going to find gold, and then it's heavy, and you got to carry it. You ever carried a bucket of gold? Oh, it'll it's heavy. break your hand off. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have all that gold, and then people are going to want to borrow it from you, and then... You're gonna have to do that, and then you're gonna get more horses, and you gotta pick up more horse shit, and then you're you know, like it. Literally, I'm sure 
sure. My dad would have been one of those guys, but it's like, uh, you know, he's the he's the guy that I think I've mentioned on before. Yeah, but what if you win the lottery? It's a hundred million dollars. You're only going to get fifty million after taxes. I'll take fifty. Well, how much did it cost me? Fifty million is pretty good. Yeah, but uh, everybody's going to want to. Yeah, but everybody like, that you oh, know Jesus is going to be calling you up. and blah blah. Yeah, but so again, but that there, I'm sure there was a guy. There had to have been a guy in the sure. pioneer age that did the same fucking thing, right? But those it, are the guys that got left behind, right? Those are the guys that met the grizzly bear. Yeah, and the grizzly bear is like to outrun one guy. You bitch a lot. You're going to taste good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think uh, there everybody is that. I mean, we all deal with it, but I mean, you got to think that. I that all of us though are affected. All I mean, I, even as positive as you can be, right? We're both positive people, but the most positive you can be, you're still like I feel like I'm affected negatively by these stupid fucking people that believe in coronavirus. Like honestly, like I do, I I believe that it's become a negative effect on me because I maybe bitch you're about giving it, right? it too much power. Yep, I am, I am, and that I I know that for certain. I sit there, I catch myself on social media. Scrolling through and like, oh my god, I got to read comments on this. And I'm like, no, I know what the comments are because I can see Social it. Like, media I, is a time suck. I can see it, right? And if I'm you like, you want to see the cesspool of the world and negativity? Just log on to Twitter, right? And I, and I try not to, but you got to keep in mind too. I also do marketing, which includes social media, and I have to be able to be knowledgeable about it, and I have to be able to teach people about it. So I have to sit and talk about it and make it work for me. So I'm gonna have to wade into that shithole. Mm-hmm. To figure out how to make it make me money. So I know that that's going to happen, a tool. right? It's a tool. And you got to know how to use it. But I catch myself as positive as I can be sometimes just going, holy fuck, oh, I can't believe I just did that. Like, I mean, I you know, I get fired up. I was making the joke the other day. I came across to talked to it. I said, you know, sometimes I wish, sometimes I just wish I just like have give myself 24 hours to just completely go ape shit and troll people on the internet. Because there's just sometimes I just want to tear ass into people. It's like... All right, I'm gonna fuck with this guy because I just want to like you know just like because it's so easy like there's just certain there's, things where people say there's stuff some low hanging fruit out and there. I just really want to like go be like I know this coronavirus is really scary huh but I'm aren't you I'm really worried about what if the zombies brought it you know and then all of a sudden there's some guys be like yeah that's what it is, the zombies you know you want to just see how deep you can get these guys into a fucking <laughs> tailspin headed down into the fucking hole but it's it, you know you pull yourself out right you stay more positive and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the bigger person and. You know, we talk about, like, you talk about your son. It's not fair, right? I think of myself right now, if I'm being 100% honest, I think I'm doing a really bad job at getting myself sucked into other people fucking up my job. And that's just the way it is. Like, I mean, my job, anybody's, I mean, there's very few jobs in this world mm. that you're not reliant upon somebody else doing their job, yeah. right? So, so being positive Unless and not you're having that act yeah if you're cupid you're a single like you're just one, one guy man, one man drop man. an arrow boom there you go yeah, done not too many of those around mm-hmm. right i don't know how many they're hiring for but i'm definitely not it i i do look good in a diaper but yeah but you got it yeah the flying part would be a challenge big, yeah they're not very big wings yeah big but they i just think that there's you're gonna deal with that right it's not my problem well guess what a lot of people don't have you know i mean i dealt with shit today you dealt with shit today wasn't our problem so (laughs) you kind of got to get around that but i think i just think that there's and maybe that's going back to the pioneer thing maybe that was more what it was i mean they were more reliant on themselves 
Oh, right? I think that's I think that's one hundred percent. Maybe the, that's it, what it was. But think about they this: they weren't waiting for someone else to do something. Like, think about they this: they literally did it themselves. What is the American dream? What is the lure of the United States of America? If you go back a hundred years, go back two hundred years, what was the lure of it? It was the same exact thing that was the lure of the West. It's the idea that my future is what I put into it. Mm-hmm. If I go out there and my family and I go out and homestead something and build a, a house and plant crops and put in the work, we reap the harvest. Right. That idea that the, I mean, the Western culture is a little bit different. That's one of the forming factors of it was the fact that I had the independence to success, to succeed or fail. It was, it was all on me. And there's still there's still glimpses of that, right? I mean, it's like we won't get into the whole uh, illegal immigration, you know, argument, but the the glossy good side of illegal immigration is people legitimately coming here that, come to try work. to save their family and work. And they're yeah. sending. I mean, we've all been in the construction industry. I know of a lot of people. You know, I mean, I can fight both sides of this. I, I'm very versed on both ends of it. I agree a hundred percent with both sides. Which makes it two hundred percent. Yep, uh, you but are I, overachiever. Yeah, super overachiever. I agree two hundred percent with Im- illegal immigration. Um, I know that there's a lot of bad things that happen. I think there's a lot of things that should, you know, if you do bad things, you should go home. Um, but there's also people that I know in the construction industry that come here and they work for twenty four hundred dollars, two thousand dollars a month, and they send half of that, if not more home to Mexico mm-hmm. to pay for their family, to help their family. And they're here and they're not with their family. They go home for Christmas. Like they take off a month in December, they go home, they come back here and they do construction work. And every, you know, they're in a, they're in a house and they put, you know, 12 people in a three bedroom house and they get up every morning, they go to work, they come home, they go to sleep, they get up, they go to work and they mm-hmm. do that every fucking day, including Saturday and Sunday. And they work their ass off for $2,000, $3,000 a month, and they send most of that back home. That's the dream, right? To, I, to come here and to, to, to come to the United States and to be able to do it. So, yeah, I think that are. We we are. I think that are. All right. Too much wine. I'll go with it. I think that are that we are that thing. <laughs> there They are. I think that we are, like I said, the West, you know. You know, for for those guys now, and I think that we, you know, I, and even within our own country, um, you know, I'm not. I I have already admitted on the show that I do watch The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't hold it that much against so, you. Perfect. So I can't get any worse than that. So I'll tell you that I also watch The Voice and American Idol. At least the beginning. I, I like, like the watching. Boy. I like it, right? singing. I'm a singer. But it's interesting to me because I think it's also that same kind of concept. Do you know what I like about it? Is you get to see these kids. Mm-hmm. Or adults on The Voice, I mean, they let older people, people that have a dream that literally, and you hear it over and over again, I picked mm-hmm. up my shit and I moved to Nashville. I yeah. picked up my shit, I moved to LA, and I just fucking sat there and fucking played the guitar for 12 hours the time, in the subway the or time in you front of these in. guys. I played in eight bars in one day Attitude. in Nashville, right? It was, they left, you know, their whatever fucking nebraska and fucking got in their car with their last two hundred dollars they drove to nashville and they played for you know so i i get it like but here's the thing you know 
I agree with you that there's still some of everything, right? There was some of that. There was some knowledge people still back in the day. And I believe there's some people now that if you have that attitude, the knowledge isn't going to stop you. You right. know, that, that, agree that, that. that scary knowledge is not going to stop you. Like they know that the chances of them going to Nashville and becoming a country star are very, very low. But, but guess what? Every fucking day, another kid pulls into Nashville with a fucking guitar. The the phrase that we're that we're picking apart and that we're putting up on the board is the ignorance on fire. You got to define that. What does that even mean? When you talk about somebody being on fire, you got football players that are on fire, right? Mm-hmm. You got church church people that are on fire. You got business people that are on fire. You got that isn't. It, it, it's not the 80%. It's really not even the 90. It's, it's the very top. It really is. If you go look, Jack Welsh just recently passed away. He was awesome, by the way. Awesome. Yep. And the way he changed the landscape <laughs> of business in what he did was he, he wanted that top percentage of people. And he's like, you can't pay those guys enough. Right. And if you're down here, you get fired. If you're in the lower 20%, have you ever seen his bracket of how he does that? Yeah. Yep. If you were in the lower 20%, you got fired. Yeah. And there's there's always I did and he he ed, always says I didn't fire that guy. He fired he himself. Fired him. right. right. But the the point I'm I'm making though, fire it, it consumes things but it also I mean it, it infects things and it's always moving. Mhm. Having a few people of the having a few people on fire on your staff, being around somebody that's on fire in a certain thing, it is infectious. But they're gonna that fire by definition, the ignorance, the longer the fire goes, the lower the ignorance is gonna go. Right. Because there's they're you gotta make learn. some knowledge in at some point. Let me right. let me be clear. You can't just have ten ignorant people in a room yelling and getting excited, nothing not saying that something's gonna happen. I'm saying that um, more so, so uh, you know what I think of when I heard that statement, one of the first things I thought of was Apple. Mm-hmm. Apple is a great example of that statement. And I don't know that a lot of people are going to agree when I say ignorance and Apple in the same fucking sentence, but it's actually accurate if you know the background if you know the of story, Apple, right? Do you got to know the Apple story? Apple went out there with an idea that we are going to go to Mars. They were battling a fucking monster. Yeah. Okay, they were going out there and battling a monster when they can't win Mac, you know, they come out there and they're trying to deal with these computer companies. They had to get to market. That was their only speed was their only defense, right? Mm-hmm. So they went to market with shit that they did not know if it was going to work. And guess what? Sometimes it didn't. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't sometimes. Apple will launch an iPhone when they are 80% sure that it's going to work. And they're okay with that. <laughs> Because they launch it, they get it out there, shit doesn't work, they fix it, they send out another uh, an, an update for it, they adjust it, they make it happen, right? They are the epitome of ignorance on fire. Like Apple will literally, as a company, get shit out to market first, where other companies basically go, well... We can't, yeah, no, we, we can't, not yet. Do you want to put it out? No, not yet. We're still, more. we had this other little thing happen and we don't want that to happen when we launch it. Okay. Well, let's wait then. Okay. Well, Apple just put theirs out. What do we do? Well, hold on. We're not going to put our phone out till uh, Apple can put theirs out, but we're going to wait. And next thing you know, Apple's putting out three phones to every one phone of, you know, so on XYZ that's just putting out a, you know, an, uh, a non Apple phone. Right. So, so they've done that for years and they've made a very good living being that that ignorance on fire mentality of saying, you know, we're, we're, we're just going to get it and go. And but, I, but they're, they also have a storied history of not all success. No, 
They, but they're okay they, with it. But they took a huge shit, and then they recalibrated themselves and went back to the drawing board right. and said, hey, what makes us different? The whole idea of of think differently, if you look at the marketing of that, yeah, you made – now one of these laptops is not about your personal computing power. It's about your artistic expression. It's just a tool, and it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. And they appealed to not the computer nerds that were talking about processing and all that stuff. They appealed to the creativity of think differently, be different. I mean, if you go back and pick apart the marketing of what they did when they were good and then not so good, and what Steve Jobs brought back to that, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And and getting back to the core of, again, that your point is get it out in the marketplace and let the marketplace help you refine it. Mm-hmm. You're still going to get the credit. And there's going to be, I mean, you can jump on a ton of Reddit threads and all kinds of stuff on people picking stuff apart. Guess what? They're also bringing stuff to the table to fix to make your product better. Listen to them and fix it. And then they become your your freaking rock star advocates. And they're part of your <laughs> test group. They're all helping, right? Yeah. yeah. And they take ownership of it and love it. It, it. I look at it in a lot of ways, that business thing, we always keep bringing, you know, we always find a way to tie it back to sports but like with sports same deal right it's mm. that monday morning quarterback they always talk about mm. you get a guy get a quarterback you know a guy that can sit here and look at a game that he just watched the entire fucking game and say i would have done it this way mm-hmm. i'm sure you would have well fuck yeah wouldn't pretty, pretty fucking good idea if you knew that linebacker was gonna blitz you probably would have not fucking called that play where he ran up the fucking you know you know it, it just doesn't fucking right that that's everybody does that mm. It's real easy to coach a game after the game's been played. Okay, that's super easy to, to go back, but we can't do that. Like you have to, you have to be able to launch and go like, "Hey, we're gonna run this play," and then when it doesn't work, go, "Why well, that didn't fucking work?" Uh, okay, we're not gonna well, do that. How again, many right? times like, have you seen a football team execute well on offense? Just the defense for whether they're dialed in or or whatever. There's execution on the offensive side of the ball, and the defense just shuts it down because the defense is a really really good defense. Right. And and people are like, ah, oh, why is your offense start? No, they everybody executed and did their job. The defense just did their job a little bit better. You hear the coaches say that, where they say, you know, because people yell and they go, we had a really good game. The defense had a better game. Yeah. Like, let's not look at this as, as like, we the offense didn't fuck up. The defense fucking crushed us. That, 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 it's just, they were better, okay? We were good. They, they were better. better. You know, but there, yeah, there's going to be games where where coach comes off the field and says we played like dog shit, and those guys honestly didn't deserve to win, or they beat us, but we we beat ourselves kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll hear the coach say, "Hey, we had a good game. Those guys just fucking played really, really good," and and that does happen. But again, that and I want to circle this back around. It comes back around to your attitude, the whole idea of your ignorance on fire. It's part of your it's part of your attitude. It's the foundation of of kind of how you're wired. Agreed. You can, and, and here's, I think this is the biggest challenge, and this is one of the things that I like to use this podcast specifically to leverage, is is that idea of action. What are, you, what are we doing as, believe it or not, you and I have, we're the second generation of, we're in the middle generation of business. Mm-hmm. We're the generation that all the young kids that are getting into the biz in the last 10 years are looking up to as the studs and as the people that know their shit, what's the wisdom that we're imparting onto them 
about how do you shape attitude? How do you shape character? How do you encourage growth through working your ass off when you can't see the results right now? Because it's big picture. It, that's such a hard thing mm-hmm. for, and, and and we talked about millennials. It's a really, really difficult thing for millennials to have a big picture approach to life because they've had instant their entire life. Correct. It's so hard for them to get it. The only way they're going to get it is 15 years from now when they get it. And right. they go, oh, that's what you guys were talking about. I get it now. It's really, really hard. But it doesn't discount the fact of, man, you got to plant those seeds. Continue continue the at bats. Yep. Right? Yep. And that I mean get in the box, as take a, the pitches, as a coach, swing the bat. As a pastoral dude at a church over I, I do stuff over our children's ministry. That is something that my one of my big picture things is are you are you looking at something and are you being self focused? And I, I talk about being God focused, but if you take the whole God part of it out and and it, for people that are like religion's lame, take the whole God thing out. And put in, are you community focused? Are you being self-focused or are you being big picture focused? Because, dude, it is not just about you. What are you doing to help your family? What are you doing to help your town, your city, your community? What are the things that you're doing that are bigger than you? Those, And when you start, again, going back to that idea of, of getting out of your out of your shell, out of your comfort zone, and exploring the world a little bit, you realize it's a freaking big world. What are you doing to influence it? Are you putting back your shopping cart? Are you putting back your shopping cart? Dude, I, I took a shopping cart for somebody the other day. And every time I do this, I think of you. Okay. And I, I walked by, hey, can I grab that for you? Making and this lady, this lady, I think she wanted me, first off. But Why wouldn't she? Why she was she? like, oh, yes. No, mm-hmm. she didn't do it. She's like, she was blown away by like, oh, yeah. Thank you. Imagine... If everybody just put a little bit more of that into their everyday. Yep. It changes it changes the landscape of everything. You know what I did today? I did something today that I felt good about. What did you do? I was in, uh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to the new studio. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to my glass. Shout out to my glass. Shout out to your wine cup. That's my empty glass. Mm-hmm. Stewardess. <laughs> oh, she flipped me oh. off. How would you like me to refer to you? Uh, that's not going to be a very good review. Um, how would you like me to refer to you from now on? I uh, I did something today. We're in our new uh, new dig. Thank our, you. Our new office building. Your Highness. Uh, and we've got our new... Is that better? Sure. We're bringing the podcast studio uh, into the office now. I have... Uh, You're I was... the best, boss lady. <laughs> oh, she's pouring herself one. That's why, too. She's That's why she was so willing to pour another one. She's just practicing on mine. Drink right out of the bottle. I uh, we don't judge. I went into the uh, thank you. I went into to the the shared bathroom here in the office and shared bathroom. Uh, well, you know it's office building. That's a oh sorry. Know. I thought you meant boys and girls in the same bathroom. No, no, no. Just all the boys. Okay. Which, for the record, okay. I don't care. Right. I don't see it. That I way. think I think that promotes like better team because mm-hmm. it takes a few levels of oh that was you in the stall next to me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know girls did that. <laughs> that is amazing. So Your I w- feet came off the ground. <laughs> girls don't do that. We all know girls do. don't I was, do that. I was married. I know. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, anyway uh, sorry. It's, so I, anyways, I was <laughs> I'm in, under my second. I was class. in there and uh, I went to the to the bathroom mm. and uh, I was washing my hands. But when I get done, I I wash my hands off. I grab the thing. It was you know somebody had been there before me and they've recently filled the uh, paper towels. The paper towels, right? They're a little hard to pull out. They're just a, not an auto one. It's just a pull out. You know, you, old school, old school. Um, so you're pulling that thing out of there and like there, so, but shreds kind of come off underneath. Mm-hmm. And so there's like some pieces and shit around the, on the floor. And mm-hmm. then there's one where someone threw it towards a trash can and didn't hit it. I'm like, God damn it. Pull Follow your down. shot. I literally, Follow your shot. Up a, you know, wipe my hands down. I take a, another nap, you know, cause I don't want coronavirus. I take another clean one. I wipe up all the little pieces, pick up the other one that someone missed with, threw it in there so it looks like it's all clean when the next guy walks in. But I naturally also, the other thing I do, and I do this in every bathroom, is I freaking wipe my hands and I wipe the countertop. Because people, I don't know what the mm. hell happens. It looks like somebody fucking like had a little washed water their fight. hands with a fucking shower head. Yeah. I don't, know I don't they, understand I don't that. understand how that water gets all, I don't know what people do. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I, I watched, I, I just do that. And I just think of like, if we all just kind of did that, right? A little like, bit. A little bit. But it, it's Wait not, a second, Trevor. Know. That's not my job. Right. I didn't do that. Not my fault. I actually think that we that should shit. be implanted with a zapper on our inner thigh. And anytime we ever say, that's not my job, it just gives us a little reminder right. that you should go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. I've conducted a little social experiment at uh, one of the radio groups that I worked for. Because I picked something up off the floor, just a piece of garbage. So I picked it up off the floor and literally, like, it was a piece of paper, like, crunched it up in my hand and there was a garbage can close enough that I didn't even break stride and was like, right into the garbage can. And one of the the DJs was in the hallway and he's like, hey, that was really cool. You just picked that up. That, That, awesome. So we started talking about it. So we decided to conduct an experiment. So we put a piece of paper <laughs> on the floor and made sure that it was within, literally, it was that we recreated the, the situation yeah, length just the to see game. who would pick it up and who wouldn't. No one picked it up. It's depressing. Yeah. We didn't watch for that long, but I w- it was really kind of surprising <laughs> that the people that, I mean, and it, we put it right in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. Like it wasn't any... Like, not hidden. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, again, I go back to that. How do you create a culture that values doing that stuff? That values picking up the little pieces of paper? That values... I was walking down the street the other day in downtown. There's a PBR can sitting off to the side of the street. And I stopped and picked it up and threw it in the garbage can. I'm a job. Yep. My city. Mother... Yeah. Oh. I know. I was about to get Yeah, I was about to go. Some people from what church the, might hear you. Yeah, you son of a... Oh. Anyway. I, no, I, I agree, and I think it's just a matter of, like I said, we get... I, I look back, going, tying it back to what we are talking about today, is just that the the knowledge and the, you know, what I don't know, the ignorance thing is, it always sounds negative, but, like, not knowing something yeah, versus define knowing it, something, right? Define like, what it means. What is ignorance? It means I don't know. Just not I don't knowing, know the right? answer. That's all it means. But, I don't know. But it's okay. What we want to get across to people is like, hey, it's okay if you don't know something, just move forward with it. Like, just keep moving forward, right? Like, ding like to the ding. don't stand, like you said, you know, walking backwards, right? Just don't stop moving your feet. Keep walking backwards. Say, oh, I can't see behind me. Okay, well, that's okay. Figure it out when I get It's going to be okay. And I guess that's what I want to get across to everybody. Like, if you're sitting there thinking, 
I don't know where tomorrow. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I and I deal with. I think I deal with a lot of people, like you said, that will say, "Well, real easy for you because you know, blah blah blah." I don't know. I don't. Like, I mean, there, there's certain things that come up. People think it's easy for me because you, I know. Well, you know, whatever you do is going to work out. No, I don't actually know. So that. you're bringing up something that I think is really interesting. And I, when you talk to a mentor, that is a really good mentor and really transparent. This is what I have noticed in my life. Most of them, the vast majority of them will admit to you they don't know. They're like, there's times, there's more times than you can count how many times I doubted myself and thought, if anybody ever figures out that I'm a dumbass, oh man. But the funny, I mean, it's that realization that, man, there's a lot of people in the same boat. Even the people writing the super smart books, they don't know it all. And the stuff they do know they know most of it from screwing things up and watching other people screw things up. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's a learning experience. I, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, it just, we, you know, I, I don't care. I, and I'm not going to say weak. I, I think when you look at successful people and you, there's people you all look up to that, you know, you see this and that you see what they're doing. They don't know either. They're just figuring it out. Just know that. Know that the most successful people you know don't know, but they know one, the, what they, I don't say, how am I put this? You should do it stupid. in a Yoda voice. I can't do that. No, either. not to do. I can kind of do Sam Elliott. What if Sam Yoda. Elliott and Yoda were both? Please do that. If you can pull them, uh, can you do it? Yeah. Try it. Mm. <laughs> I gotta figure out what he's what he's gonna say. I have to work on that. Well, I have to. I'd have to script. It I'm out. just saying, like, Mio. Mm. <laughs> hey, Yoda, you talk backwards. Hmm. <laughs> Backwards, I do. <laughs> Mustache of greatness, you have. That's right. It's kind of hard to do. We cannot get through a podcast without Sam Elliott. We can't. We did last time. You think so? Mm-hmm. You, we did. We did. We haven't brought up Sam Elliott in a little oh, while. In a hot minute. That. Can we edit it back in? I can probably try. Can you just like just randomly put in a hey me ho me right in the, just right in the middle somewhere of a conversation? Just like pause, or even just like cut in and be like, we pause for this break. We'll be right back to the Recalic Podcast after, after this, this message. Is- and it's Sam Elliott saying, make sure you get your TP because you could be quarantined yeah. and you'll need to eat that toilet paper. Meho. Meho. Back yeah. to the podcast. He he had yeah. a great he had a great view on life. Yeah. And I'm talking, of course, at Roadhouse. Right. It's the only way I see him. I ain't dead yet. Nah, I take it back. I see him in uh yeah, he's in he, Tombstone. I mean, Tombstone, he's great. There's a lot. He's so good. Wyatt. Wyatt. God damn, not now, Wyatt. <laughs> but anyways, I. Uh, <laughs> this is how we took another right this turn. Is- Anytime Sam Elliott is <laughs> mentioned. I, oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to take another right turn. We're just pretty soon we go in a circle right That's back. That's what I said. Here's That's my right turn. I think it's today. I need a phone. I think today is... Chuck Norris's birthday. Tenth, it is. Yeah. Is it? How old do you think he is? Chuck Norris. I'm gonna say he's probably wrong. He's 80 years old. He is not. He's 80 years old. He is not. Yes. That can't be right. Google it. Hey Siri. How old is Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris is 80 years old. Holy shit! Can you believe that shit? How, is he a vampire? 
dude would still whoop the shit out of us both right now. 80-year-old man would whoop the shit out of us. He's 5'10 and 159 pounds. Of fucking fury. 80-year-old fury. He might shit himself while he's doing it, but he will fuck you up. Do you think that being his son would be intimidating? Like, you have a lot to live up to. What if you were like... Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Eric Norris. You know my dad. (laughs) His name is Chuck. I doubt that's his kid. <laughs> but it I would am be betting funny. his kid's name is fucking like barbed no, wire no, Norris. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Eric. No, I just looked it up. That's yeah, Eric. Oh no, yeah, Eric. He has two sons. Eric and I didn't see the other one. I picture his kid like one kid named Bobcat, <laughs> and then barbed wire. Barbed wire. What's your what his his first name? Is Barb gun. His first name is Barb, and his middle name is Wire. Shotgun wire. Hey, hey Barb. <laughs> my middle name's Wire. I might have mentioned my last name's Norris. You might know my dad. Yeah. And then the dude wakes up in a freaking hospital. He doesn't wake up ever. If Chuck Norris wants him to, he does. Well. Chuck Norris's beard has its own fucking memes. The just Chuck Norris' beard. beard. Just his beard. (laughs) Do you ever, do you wonder if he like wakes up and gets online and he's like, what? Yeah. What what is wrong with you people? Yeah. I'm just a regular guy. In honor of in honor of Chuck Norris's 80th birthday. Go out and just fucking read some Chuck Norris. Like there's some of the most There's amazing. so many good ones. Heather's daughter got a Chuck Norris. She went we went to a uh uh we we had a like a white elephant gift exchange deal. Mm-hmm. And what she ended up with at the end of the night was a book of Chuck Norris quotes <sighs> of of ch- quotes about Chuck Norris. Yeah. Fucking amazing. When Chuck Norris literally blank. Yeah. 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 Literally, like, yeah, like, I can't remember what the whole, like, uh, ch- uh, there's n- the daylight, daylight savings that recognizes Chuck Norris time, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it's like this whole, like, yeah, I mean. But see, there, there's a perfect example of the market deciding something. Yeah. Right? It's amazing. Chuck Norris didn't work his ass off to brand himself to do that. Nope. Chuck Norris did just did Chuck Norris. The market went out and did that. Apple goes out and does what they do. The market will decide, if you listen to it, by the way, mm-hmm. where it's going to go. Yep. I, I mean, it, even even the, the shortening of names, Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC. There's a whole bunch of those things that the, the market... Man, Taco listen, Bell. Listen. Diarrhea. Yeah, diarrhea. You got to listen to the market. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I think we, pretty much wraps things up. I, I love this topic. I love the idea. Ignorance is temporary anyway, man. And your attitude, your attitude. Uh, it can be. It can be. Let's not, let's no, not, no, no. I'll show you some people. Well, but it's a choice. Ignorance is temporary as long as you're moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a choice whether or not to be ignorant. You got to yeah. listen and you got to put that knowledge into goes, action. Yeah, it just go, it ties in a lot of things. This This topic ties in a lot of things. My screensaver on my phone says ideas are shit. Mm-hmm. Execution is everything, right? You can have all the fucking ideas you want. You can fill a dump truck with ideas. If you don't execute on one of them, you won't nothing will happen. You get one half assed idea, which we've all seen a lot of them, mm-hmm. and you it can you execute it right, it can go a long way. So I think there's so the it falls pet. right into that, right? The Chia pet. Right. Half assed idea it was executed well. The Chia pet. How much money did they make? Right. How about Minecraft? Yeah. You know how much money that guy I made? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, if you were to tell me before Minecraft came out 
that this guy's going to come out of this game and it's going to be like the resolution is so bad. And it's basically like digital Legos that it would make 80 bazillion dollars. I would have said, mm, I don't know. Uh, how about uh, uh, South Park? South Park. Horrible, horrible animation. Mm-hmm with amazing topics and amazing execution. They purposely keep it mm-hmm. low budget animation so they can produce it in a very quick time frame so that if they want to produce something that happened today, yep. they can have an episode out tomorrow. Because they think of the topic as the important thing, right? They can execute on the production of that show faster because of the lack of quality, right? I, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of that stuff, right? Like that we can look at, well, and I just it. think it's it's huge. Like, don't hold yourself back because you don't know something. Don't hold yourself back. I mean, here's the other thing: people all the time will not get into doing something, whether it be like a podcast or I mean, we didn't know shit about podcasting when we we. Wait, we still are know we doing a podcast? Very little shit that we do know comparatively. We know oh, a lot we, more. This is a podcast. Oh shit. We huh. didn't know, right? But we knew we wanted to do one, so we figured it out, right? Like we didn't stop and go like, I don't know how to do this. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. We went out, we bought the equipment, we did what we were gonna do, we were, you know, we did. Don't let it hold you back. If you don't know, figure it out. If you if you don't know, and, and here's the other thing, reach out to fucking people because ding, ding, I ding, ding, am ding, ding, ding. This okay, and this could go into a whole nother episode, oh, so I'm gonna shit. try to hold myself oh, back. Shit. But if all I want is a willing participant, right? I say this when well, I'm talking to Are you still talking about podcasts? Uh, it both ways. <laughs> this actually works. This could be multiple podcasts on different levels. Okay. Talk about it. We're gonna keep, keep it on clean. Going. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep it clean. <laughs> I, I will take an employee that just wants and is wants to know about what we do and wants to be successful and it has a drive, I will take that and put, I will take, I, I actually had a meeting when I said I flew the Spokane this week. I mm-hmm. met with a new distributor up there. That distributor wants the product and wants to know what he can do to really sell the product, right? I spent a lot of my time, I used to, I don't as much anymore. I spent a lot of my time in the past going to people that didn't want my product mm-hmm. and doing the, hey, hi. I'm Trevor. Can I show you my product and see if you want to sell my product? And then you don't want to sell my product. Okay. And, you know, like, Thanks for your time. Here's my well, card. You want to be a distributor anyway? Dude, I signed up people that were like, yeah, I don't want to fucking do this. I'm like, well, how about we sign you up and then we'll work through it, right? No, it doesn't work. As soon as that guy fucking gives, I am to the point now where, and I've told you the go fuck yourself story where I just mm-hmm. took my card back and left. I literally get to a point now where if somebody looks at me and they're like, I, I, if I see a shoulder shrug, mm-hmm. if I see a fucking eye roll, if I hear a, when I'm talking, I just go, you know what? Never mind. I'm looking for somebody that's like leaning forward in their seat. Oh, tell, tell me, me more. more. Whoa. How we did, did you that in stereo? Let me come. Buy some wine. Put whiskey in it. And they like I literally will will look at that person if they're if they're sitting here. So I sat with this guy and he's like, oh, cool, cool. You know, so I you know, there's wheels. a home show. His wheels are I can get a home show next week. He emailed me today and said, Hey, there's there's boost left in the home show. Should we do it? Yes, we should. Mm-hmm. So I literally like, I mean, I'm looking for willing participants. I want somebody that's going to push forward. They don't know, but it's okay. We're going to help you through this. Find people in your life that can help you with the part that you don't know, right? The, you know, be on fire, be the ignorance, be on fire, but do try to pair yourself with someone with knowledge. There's someone in with knowledge out there that respects your, your fire, Go find that person and connect yourself with them. Surround yourself with those people. Go to networking groups and find people that have been you 
mm. and get with them and hook up with them and be not the way you're thinking, hook up with them oh. in a business sense. Oh, and get right. get yourself in a position to where you a can position. Actually, no, different one again. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> we gotta get you home. <laughs> <laughs> they literally, which maybe a whole other story. Uh, but like, I mean, let's let's take this and say, you know, you you have to take that ignorance on fire. You have to execute on it. There are people that will help you with it. Don't stop because you don't know something. There are people that want to help you with it. They want you to know. They do. I want they, people to know. Dude, there's stuff that that I love mentoring on that isn't my forte. But if I can, and this is, again, I go back to my, my big life philosophy. Man, you have the opportunity to change somebody's tra- trajectory for a better something. Do it. And you may not see the seeds of it for 20 years. And they may never even know. It doesn't matter. If you can, there's been so many young dudes that have gone through the radio station world that have gone on and done things. And I've been intentional about Put things in perspective. Take a step back and just coaching them. That's it. Just coaching them a little bit. Getting them to stop for a second and look. Write down your goals. Do I like silly little things that you can read in a thousand books. But here's the difference. You have somebody that's engaged, talking to you face to face and challenging you, respecting your effort and saying, yeah, you're not getting, <laughs> you're not getting the good end of the stick. You're getting the shitty end of the stick right now. What are you going to do about it? All right. You can, you can't change it. You know what you can do? You can have a great attitude about it. You can learn what you can learn here. And then when the door opens for you to go somewhere else and go to bigger and better things, go do it. And do it with integrity and do it right. Right. Because you don't want to burn those bridges. And it's been neat to see the guys that have gone on and done some really, really cool things and to to see them get it. Right. I love it. And it makes, honestly, it makes business better for everybody. Yeah. Bring some of that silly thing called integrity back into the marketplace. It's kind of a cool thing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That's what we're here for. That's all we have time for. I need to drink the rest of my wine. Yeah. I got a few swigs left. Yeah. Anyway, I literally at this point have no idea what our next episode is going to be. So it's right behind you. I think it's (laughs) Tune in next time. (laughs) The dramatic pause. Tune in next time find out if Trevor got stabbed by a unicorn in the parking lot with Tyler's wrestling with Sasquatch, but also with dying of coronavirus. We'll find out. Right now, don't know what we're going to talk about next time, if I survive. Like your optimism. All right. See, you Thanks. said I was a positive person. I end on a negative note. No, if you survive, you're like, yeah, you leave it open-ended. It's like a choose your own. Because I'm a survivor. Yeah. That's all we have time for. Okay. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night.